Alrighty, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of probably no ages, if you've got good parents, um, welcome to the show. This is the Top Keck Podcast. My name is Nick, and with me, as always, is Max. Say hi to the folks, Max. What's up, everybody? How am I looking? Fly as a motherfucker. Goddamn right. All right, Goddamn what right. do we have on the docket for today there, Maxie? We got hella shit, man. We can talk about the state of my Bumble account. Ma- um, Maxie we- is beating the ladies off with a stick. That's cap right there. <laughs> That's <laughs> such bullshit. Not at all, man, but I'm, you know, things might be turning around. You know, what are we doing here? Uh, we can talk about the fact that I just walked out of my job yesterday. Ooh, um, yes. We can talk about the state of our firearm collections. Um, a couple things. So why don't you just jump in, get this out of the way, talk about my job real quick. That's cool. Yeah, that works. All right, bet. So um, for those who may not know, because you didn't read the description of the podcast because you're a fucking shit piece, but um, I work in the collision repair business. I um, worked in the collision repair business, worked in the car business since I turned, I think I was 18 when I first got in the car business. So that's seven years now. Um and pr- coming up on eight, I believe. Um, so I've worked in this business for a while, and there's a lot of toxicity. There's a lot of bullshit. It's a hard business. I get paid pretty fuck well. I got paid pretty well, um, you know, to, to do what I do. And I think I'm pretty good at what I do. Um, but yesterday, um, which we record on Tuesday, so Monday, uh, I quit my job. I just kind of, like, told my boss and was like, yeah, this is going to be my last day working here. Just got my shit and rolled out. Um, and, like, I don't know, man. Like, the, I guess it's important to, like, lay out the reason why I left. Um, because I worked for a small shop, a, a mom-and-pop shop. Um, so family members, the entire time I worked there, different scores of family members, there were a bunch of kids that were involved at various points, um, worked there, and, like, all of them were fucking shitheads. Um all of them were running the business in the ground. Um, so it was just kind of like, it was super toxic. You know, my boss was like this, this fucking jerk off. Like something would happen. That's a problem. Like, and like his first response was just, Oh, what are we going to do to the point of like, where me and the body guys used to make fun of him. We're like, you know, we were eating, I was eating lunch one time with one of the body guys, Greg, shout out to Greg. If you're watching this, you're my fucking boy blue. You were real one, Greg. Yeah. You're a real, real OG. And, um, he dropped a chip from his lunch and he's like, Oh shit. I dropped my lunch. What am, what am I going to do? You know what I mean? It was like this walking meme of like making fun of him, just panicking anytime there was a problem. And his solution to every problem was just rage. He was just going to yell at someone until they fixed it. Um, and so he's just like fundamentally incapable of regulating his emotions. Um, his, he has zero leadership skills. He claims to be a general manager, but can't be bothered to fill out basic paperwork. Like he's pretty fucking useless, you know? Um, and on top of that, he made a paycheck, which he openly bragged about, oh, I only make, you know, $60,000 a year or whatever. And like, I know that might sound like a lot to some people, but we live in a pretty expensive area. Um, but what he neglected to mention was that his parents pay for his mortgage and his truck payment and everything else. So after like total compensation is like somewhere in the 120 grand a year, you know, realm. So it's, it's fucking ridiculous. Anyways, I'm not going to shit talk him super hard. Um, but like... It was just toxic as fuck, and, like, I broke my back for that company. Like, they laid me off for COVID, and then I was brought back because the company was failing. 
like they were not they were in the red they were losing money on a month to month basis i come back i helped fix their insurance relationships i helped fix their numbers um i develop relationships with our drps which are direct repair programs with insurance companies um you know there were certain people that wouldn't even talk to rob they would just talk to me directly which is hilarious because it used to piss him off so bad you're not even the manager it's like well yeah they're talking to me because they're going to tell me something and i'm going to get it done um so it was like i just i just busted my ass for them and then you know i the, it was like pulling teeth trying to get a raise you know they brought me in way less than i should have been making and i was like fuck it i'll take the l up front and i'll show them what i can do because i like assume the best in people you know and uh long story short i was just like eventually i was just at the point where it's like i'm miserable i can't sleep i can't eat like i don't want to do anything i'm just emotionally drained all the time I'm like fuck this i'm just gonna quit like i have money in the bank you know i can if i can if i can find a shop that's hiring for an estimator i can walk in there and get a job it's just the truth mm -hmm. like i'm not being cocky it's just the truth i'm good at what i do i give a fuck i have great references if you know people in this business in our area of town like well-established members i know people in committees you know that the 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 washington and baltimore auto body association you know um so it's like i'm well known i was trained by some of the best people in this area you know some of the people who have clout so my name carries weight but point being it's like i just quit and i was like fuck this i'm gonna take like two or three weeks off and just bullshit i'm gonna go to the gym a lot i was just telling old nikki three legs i'm gonna fucking start meal prepping again try and get my ass in gear and start losing some weight so we can have a fucking white boy summer you know um but yeah man i don't know i i just kind of wanted to like put that out there and like if you're looking for a sign to, if you're listening to this and like no one is but if you are this is your sign to like get out of your toxic relationship or quit your toxic job fuck it They're, it's not worth it like you have so many years on this earth and it's like why would you want to be miserable for them you know i'm not gonna i'm not gonna sell my soul for a job fuck that like so anyways nick i don't know if you have any experiences with toxicity in the workplace or oh, you like to talk about that at all oh yes i definitely have experience with toxicity on the workplace i have worked everywhere from a country club um which obviously a bunch of rich entitled motherfuckers i have worked at food service whereas everyone's a dickhead i have mm -hmm. worked at petco and got not fired but uh put on leave indefinitely from petco <laughs> um i've worked awesome. i've worked at a liquor store so that's obviously just nuts and bad for someone who's got an alcoholic tendency um mm -hmm. got well. again put on leave but not because i did something wrong is because i got hurt and I, she was like come back when you feel better and i just didn't ever come back <laughs> and um <laughs> i've worked for a girlfriend's dad that was Ooh. fucking wild great yeah. guy can't like he's kind of a narcissist kind of a shithead like i'm not gonna lie he's a great guy he's just a narcissist you know but, <laughs> but like he's treated he's a great guy he's a real piece of shit though he, he's treated me personally really well even after uh, she broke up with me he's i was like hey mike can i get uh can i get a bookcase he's like yeah he sells like officer and she's like yeah i'll bring it down from the warehouse he's completely free hey mike can i, I get a desk yeah here you go Hey, can I borrow the box truck to move? Here you go. The keys are where they're at. Like, nice. like he hooked me up, but working yeah. for him was toxic as fuck. Because I yeah. was like the only employee. And so I was doing the office stuff and the installations. 
and he is so unorganized, and things have to be his exact way, because like I said, he's a narcissist. Yeah. That'll do it. Yeah, so toxic workplace is definitely within my realm of uh, experience. Yeah, well, and your job, and it's not like every day, but your job can definitely go south in a lot of different ways, too. You've told me before. Oh, yeah, I am now an electrician, as I've said in past things, and uh, on the... Is that email? Um, And on the description, but... Obviously, construction worker, things can get kind of fucked up. I have literally punched my boss in the face. Allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah. Because he... <laughs> and he didn't even do anything about it, bitch. Yeah, he he, he just got fucking dogged right in front of everybody and took yep. it. Like, mm-hmm. he was screaming at me one day, like, hoarse voice screaming. I told him, watch who the fuck you're talking to. I'm not your fucking dog. Next time I'm going to hit you in your fucking mouth. And yeah. it went a while, and then he did it again, and he got hit in the fucking mouth. <laughs> Dang him in the mouth, yeah. Yes, sir. Uh, yes, sir. I almost got in a fist fight at, at work one time with my boss. But he uh, he told me to <laughs> go out back and have a cigarette and calm down. I'm f- fucking calm. Calmer than you are. <laughs> I've been known to fly off the handle. I got I got It's one of my biggest character defects, and I, I text Nick all the time. And he'll attest that I'll text him heated. I'm like, I'm ready to kill a motherfucker. Mm-hmm. He's like, <laughs> he's never said it, but it's like, go put your gun in the car. <laughs> like, I'll be fucking mad as hell, bro. Because like some dumb shit will happen. Like that's the problem. Like with this last, the last place I worked. Like, you know, I get my ass rode about shit. Like I would, I would get hoard for stuff. Like we need to, we need to make better gross profit. You know, we need to make a, a higher profit margin on these tickets, and we need to do this. We need to use a certain type of parts. And then when the insurance companies come down and they're just like, nah, we're not going to do that, you know, or we're not going to pay for that or this, that. He's just like, oh, okay, it is what it is. And I'm just like, what? So hold on. How the fuck am I supposed to accomplish this mission if the ways for me to accomplish that mission, you just immediately concede and write off? You know, so it's just like, it's fucking corny. But anyways, you know, that's. Toxic jobs, man. Fuck that. Like, and that—that's the truth too. Is I should be making low key. I probably should be making about seventy-five to eighty-five thousand dollars a year. I think that's what I should be making. I think that's what I'm worth. And that's a lot of money, like especially for what I do for a living. That's that's not like pennies. That's that's some pretty serious bread. Um, but I don't know, man. I just feel like I'm worth it. I work like a motherfucker. I give a shit. I'm up to date on repair procedures. I know how to get paid for shit. Like when cars come in that, you know, with some like, like when a Geico car rolls in and we're not a Geico shop, I fuck Geico in the ass on a regular basis. And it's all fair. I'm not charging them for shit we're not doing. I'm just nickel and diming them for, uh, bro. I nickel and dimed. I submitted a supplement request for six cents. I swear to God, I did. No bullshit. A part came in. It was listed for, in the estimating system, 75 bucks. Came in. It was seven. It was like 7506. 7507. You bet your ass I got 10 motherfucking 7 cents. Fuck you. A check came in the mail. My boss bitched at me. Check. What about a check from Geico for 7 cents? And why are we on supplement 20? They were fucking with me. Hmm. You know? I want all my fucking money. So, anyways, I don't feel bad about like leaving. I feel I'm upset because I don't get to work with my friends. Like, I loved everyone other than my boss. I loved everyone there. And these guys and were maybe the car wash guys. Yeah. Fuck that motherfucker crackhead 
fucking hate that guy, bro. He lost the keys to my fucking car. I, I know he did, that motherfucker. Anyways, um, yeah, so, like, I don't know, man. No, no love lost. But, like, I still talk to these guys. Like, Greg texted me today. He just goes, it's a shit show. And I sent him the emoji. Because we all knew it, bro. Mm -hmm. I, I put that shop on my back. And my whip, my work in progress was about 15 cars. Adam, when we're busy, when we're both there working, Adam's whip usually stays under 10 cars. So 150% of what he usually carries just got dropped on in addition to the shit he's already got. Because you know, my boss ain't doing shit. He can't even write an estimate. He literally is incapable of writing an estimate. He'll be like, oh, I'll write this one. I'll write this one. And then he'll like be asking me a million questions. I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ, just leave it. I'll do it faster. And all the time I get up from my computer to walk to help you, back and forth, back and forth, it would be faster for me to finish what I'm doing and then do that. So, anyways, it was just mad corny. And uh, they didn't even ask me to stay. You know, they basically just told me, my well, the, the mom, who's like in her 70s, told me, like, you can come back and work for us anytime. Da -da -da. She's like, no love lost. You can use me as a reference, whatever. So that was cool. Um, and when I told my boss, who is basically a man-child, he was just kind of like, he just goes, okay. All right, go fuck yourself. Today's my last day then. You know, I was going to put my two weeks in. I was going to be a nice guy, but it's like, you don't give a fuck? All right, bet. If it doesn't matter, I'll just leave now because yeah. if you don't need me here, I mean, what the fuck? Yeah. What am I doing here? You know, being a fucking schmuck. And then even like, even when I quit the last like four hours or whatever the day, he tried to whore me on everything. He was trying to whore me on shit. And I was just like, mm -mm. nah, not happening. So it's all good. Like, I'm not tripping. That place is going to fall apart. And, and apparently it's for sale. Hmm. Low key. The word on the street is allegedly, I don't want to get, you know, sued allegedly. for slander. Allegedly, that place is for sale. And then we asked the mom about it. And she's like, no, 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 no. Couldn't be. Da, 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 da. And she gave up this, like, bullshit story. And I just, like, when I heard it, I was like, that doesn't sound right. And then I heard from a little birdie who I trust emphatically in the business that said, hey, man, the shop you work at is for sale. This was last night. I found that out after I quit. Oh, but. shit. Yeah, so if I had shit, if I had four or five million dollars, I'd buy that motherfucker right now. That's prime location. That place is, could be an ATM. I'd I'd turn that bitch into an ATM if I was a boss, guaranteed. Give me six months, I'll have that bitch doing three thirty, three fifty, jumping. Moneymaker Max. I'll be smoking blunts on the roof, just just on a on a lawn chair with one of those mirrors. You know what I mean? Just get getting a tan on, man. Just getting tan on. All right. Anyways. Yeah, toxic work. Fuck that. What else you want to talk about? Nikki Three Legs. What, what are you thinking? Because you know a couple of topics. Where, where do you want to shift to? Uh, let's go oh, ahead man. and shift towards guns now. Okay. Why don't you bust down your your newest projects and what you're thinking about? And oh, this geez. this is fucking cool. I will say, oh, Nick, turn me on to this. This is fucking sick. This is fucking sick. Alrighty. Yep. Let them know what's up. This is my new clear just so everyone can see it this is my new self-built glock 19 from yes, a sir. polymer 80 mm -hmm. it uh i went with a threaded barrel so uh your boy can get a silencer so that yeah. i can <laughs> <laughs> i didn't even realize you were wearing that shirt this whole time that's hilarious um, but yeah this thing was oh, pretty sweet yeah. like it if anyone says you're saving money building a gun versus buying it they're full of shit because like I, yeah i spent as much if not more than a mm -hmm. glock 19 but yeah. like it took a little bit of a little bit of doing yeah but you have the added perks that no glock 19 ever has yeah it um 
or comes factory with, I should say. To build that same gun, like if you bought a Glock 19 and, and built a replica, like the exact thing you built, I think it would be about the same price. Yeah. Right. And it's obviously because it's off a of Polymer 80, unserialized. So this is what the Polymer 80 comes as. It uh, You put these two rails in. You've got a file down spots here, I should... here, here, and here. Drill three holes, one in the back, two up here. And then there's a barrel stop, I think they call it. You file down there, and that's pretty much it. I should go get mine because mine isn't, mine's completely untouched. Yeah. Um, Let me go get mine real quick. Talk to the people. So... It was actually pretty easy. It took me like an hour to do all the milling and stuff. Had to wait for the parts. You put together the slide and everything. It's got a bunch of springs, a bunch of pins, the ejector, everything. And when you're building the Polymer 80, there's, there's always going to be some sort of issue. Mine was I couldn't get the slide on and off easily. So I filed down the center of this frame rail and... It went perfectly. And I put on a uh, Streamlight TLR7A flashlight. Bright as shit. Mm -hmm. Holy fuck. Your <laughs> camera just fucked up. Dude. It looked like you were getting abducted by aliens. <laughs> yeah, so this is, this is really cool. I went and shot it for the first time yesterday. No, Runs pretty good. No issues. Um, even yeah. with the build kit mags, like there was one or two uh, jams when it's at the end of a magazine, and that's going to work itself out as I go. Mm -hmm. So I, re I really couldn't be happier. I want to start building these things all the time now, like, to be honest. They're so much fun. Yeah, so this is this is how it comes. Yeah. Um, you can see that piece right there that hasn't been filed out yet. Mine is totally untouched. This is how they come from the factory. Yeah, no holes. So all the fucking... There's no hardware in the top. Yeah. You know, it's completely untouched. And then it comes in this jig where you for the uncultured where it, it just it has little slots where you drill everything out and it tells you what to do and what drill bits to use yep for here and here so and, pretty cool and polymer 80s normally come with the drill bits you need the jig and then the frame and rails so yep. it's pretty sweet hardware drill bits all for between like a hundred and a hundred and sixty dollars yeah, I think mine was this jig. What I just showed, I think that was one forty. They went up. This was after they were talked about banning ghost guns. Yeah, that I bought this, so the prices probably were inflated. Yeah, so mine was I think one fifty, just the rail or just the frame, and then I spent another three hundred or so i'm still waiting on the sites but those should be here it says tomorrow but i'm not holding my breath yeah i went with the nice trigicon fucking night Fuck sites yeah. and then this is this is another cool thing too is i grabbed this while i was there this is my unmilled yeah unserialized 80 percent ar lower that i'm gonna slap a full size 300 blackout upper on but anyways what else you've been thinking about nikki so what other builds you got planned? The uh, the next big one I'm gonna get is going to be a 338 Lapua Magnum. I'm thinking the Ruger Precision Rifle, with 26 inch barrel. This mm -hmm. thing can shoot a mile and a half easy. Yep. I'm gonna have Goddamn to. Right. I'm gonna have to slap on like a two three thousand dollar scope. So that way mm -hmm. I can keep up with the rifle. The rounds are like seven dollars a shot. Mm -hmm. Like 
I'm, I'm gonna be big dick. I'm gonna be spending all in all, like, and I'm gonna put a silencer on it too because you can't have something that long range and that big with not have a silencer. Of course, yeah, of course, of course. What are we doing here? Uh, but uh, I'll probably be down like six grand all said and done. Oh, easy, easy, easy. Plus, probably, probably plus, closer to seven or plus eight. ammo. So, yeah. and then I have to find somewhere to shoot that. Yeah, well, with the bipod and the chassis and everything, like if you modify the chassis and like, I guarantee you, as affordable, I should say, because I don't want to say cheap, as affordable as that uh, Ruger is, that trigger is gonna be bullshit. You're oh, probably yeah. gonna want like a, a badass, you know, I'm, I'm Geisley two stage or something. I'm gonna bring it over to Hanover and be like, all right, make this shit competition ready. Yeah, make this motherfucker frag. Shout out Hanover Armory, the boys. Yep, got my yeah. my one boy actually works there. He says we can we can. He can help us out with that there AR lower. Yeah. We we love that honestly. We we love that. Ha having friends pays off. Fuck yeah. And I'm anti-social as shit. But I love the guys over there like I when I went and bought my last gun. I was like, "Oh yeah, I'm looking to get, you know, I was like, I know you guys don't sell complete lowers. That's really all I need." They're like, "Oh, we can sell you a stripped one." And I was like, ah, "I mean, at that point I'd rather just I was like, I might as well just get an 80% and mill it. You know what I mean? At that point, it's like, well, I, the whole point is I don't really want to, like, serialize. And I was like, fuck it. I'll just get the whole gun. So I was talking to one of the guys there, and, you know, we're getting ready to do paperwork. And all their lowers are basically identical. Um, they do come with, depending, they have different bolt carrier groups and shit in them. So I got one that's like a boron nickel bolt carrier group. Um, but I, the, the the intention of this last one I bought was is to SBR it. I have two, I'm going to SBR two rifles here soon. Like the right way, actually, even though I like hate the federal government. Um, so I was talking to one of the guys, dude. He's like, Oh, you want an SBR? He's like the SBR guy, apparently. He's like, Oh, James, this guy wants to SBR his gun. And he comes over, he's like, All right, this is what you need to do, and you need to do this and that. And I, it was like really cool because he like jumped right into it. I mean, they're all obviously gun guys there. And he shows me his kit, and he has, um, he has a badass 5.56 five, upper that he built. I think it's 11 and a half inches with a i don't know what kind of suppressor it's got on it that, but this uh, thing is fucking was it that one with the the tan suppressor and shit on it mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. i saw that too that same day he had like eotech optics on there which i've heard iffy things about but they they not bad looking he had some flip up yeah. fucking irons this thing had uh it was kitted out like it was a bad yeah, had... looking gun infrared on the front because he has nods like the whole i mean this thing was like a proper kit the the upper was or the upper and lower custom, like everything in this gun was custom. He's like five or six grand into this AR. Mm -hmm. And then he showed me his little CZ Scorpion. Yeah. That also was a suppressor gun, but that is in the suppressor still in jail because Form 4s take nine to ten months, especially with the pandemic. Forever. And that's a badass little fucking compact, uh, little compact package. And it, it's it, like we were just talking while we we're doing all the paperwork, and I get delayed on every single background check because the NICS hates me, even though I've never committed a well never been yeah, convicted yeah, of a crime never be having yeah, never i've never been convicted of a crime never been convicted of any crime other than speeding tickets um so anyways it was just like a whole ordeal but super cool guys down there um so nick has been working on this this polymer 80 which he just now comp has completed recently um and then the 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 long range long range kit is like the next item on his list and then i don't I don't remember if we were talking about an AR-10 as well. Yeah, I was thinking about doing a little AR-10 SBR because what would be more badass than getting fucking vibe checked by a 10-inch 
fucking 308. Like, that'd be badass. <laughs> Dude, the muzzle velocity is going to be dog water on that thing. Oh. Fucking muzzle velocity is going to be like 200 feet per second. Oh, yeah. But you bet your ass it'll go through anything within fucking 30 feet of me. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. And Well, that would be a nice intermediate. You, you get like a decent ACOG for that thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It'd be and, a decent... And yeah. because that is a 308 short barrel, it will have to have a suppressor because mm-hmm. you'll go deaf. And then don't care what ears you got, you'll oh, be yeah. you'll be fucking... Tinnitus. Yeah. <laughs> Your shit will be ringing for like two weeks. Yeah, fuck that. And I don't want to fuck my hearing up any worse than it already is because my hearing's a little... Fu- I work in a fucking body shop, dude, so I'm hearing impacts and air chisels and yep. fucking my shit right up. I don't use uh, earplugs and stuff like I'm supposed to. Supposed to, yeah. according to OSHA. I actually do use EarPro at, at the shop sometimes. If I'm, like, riding up a car and th- there's a guy in the next stall over hammering on something and I'm going to be there for, like, a long period of time, I'm going to put EarPro in. But no, if, if it gets loud enough, I just leave and wait until the loudness goes away. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking electricians. They're just like, ah, fuck this. I'll go take a break. He fucks off, plays thumbs his asshole, smokes a cigarette for an hour. Oh, for the last, like, two, two and a half weeks... I have been playing on my phone so much because we're at the point in our this, this job that if there's we're waiting on answers for everything else we have to do, and then one guy this fucking guy's texting me all day. This one dude was quitting, so like he wasn't motivated, and then him being lazy was making me lazy. Yeah. So it was uh it was bad. I don't fucking do it, Chief. I don't fucking do her. So that's funny. Um. So yeah, you you're getting your kit together, your um, redacted hoot nanny kit together, yep. let's say. And I'm just building SBRs. I have a polymer eighty. Mine is a full frame. That is based off a of Glock seventeen. I I do not have a full frame. I do not own a full frame pistol. I have a um, Sig P three sixty five, but that's a compact. And I quite enjoy it for a concealed carry option. Um, but it it just barely it has like. You know, I don't know how to say this. Like, for a concealed carry, like, I'm at the most putting, you know, 24 rounds or whatever through it because it's, I mean, I'm, I, if there's one in the gun and then there's one on me, magazine, you know, it's not like a shitload of ammo. So I can I can live with that, you know, putting 30 rounds, let's say, through a through a gun in a self defense scenario. But long range situation and not not physically shooting the firearm, but like. You know, if, if I don't have to worry about the size of the firearm, I would prefer a full-frame pistol if I'm open carrying it, let's say, let's see. in a hunting or other scenario. Yeah, I was looking at uh, holsters for this, and for Polymer 80s, finding a appropriate holster is weird. And then I wanted to get one that I could have the light, and yeah. I'm going to buy it for another fucking $20 for the cutout. Stupid. I'm going to get a Vortex Venom red dot for it too <clears throat> so that basically you run up and get done up <laughs> <laughs> but uh this holster is like 130 dollars they're coming a blow job holy shit right 130 dollars and then i'm gonna buy Damn. like two mag carriers so i can be fucking strapped to the gills when i got this thing on me yeah but this I'm, motherfucker's gonna be have 50 rounds on him i'm a little skinny so this yeah. big, heavy fucking gun is going to be weird to carry fucking yeah. in the waistband. Dude, even even carrying the uh, 365 XL in the waistband is not... I mean, I'm still getting used to it, but it's not... 
See, that's why. You know what I mean? Everyone can say whatever they want about the 380. That joint, I can wear it in fucking shorts. Oh, yeah. You wear that bitch in your, you know, a fucking, in your boot. Yeah. You know what I mean? And everyone can bitch and moan all they want, but a 380 is just a fucking nine mil with less powder. Like, I'll, I'll fight all them. All right. Dude, you, sound like, you sound like someone who's like, okay, uh, actually, uh, five inches is enough. It's the average penis size. Like, that's what you sound like now defending the 380. Hey. Dude, it's. I'll I'll put some fucking 380 sized holes in a motherfucker. It's it's dude. It'll be whatever. Gonna, it's not that deep. Like it most of if you're pulling a 380 out, you just realize you're shooting unarmored targets. Like if you shoot a fat guy, you're fucked. I mean, you pull a nine out, you're shooting unarmored targets. I mean, yeah, but I'm <laughs> just saying, like if you shoot a fat guy with a nine, he's gonna die. You shoot a fat guy with a 45, he's gonna die. You shoot a fat guy with a 380, he's gonna die. He might have a round in this titty. I'm. I've seen videos of guys my size taking like five, six nines and still fucking coming. Oh, yeah. So like that's why my shit holds twenty one. My shit holds. I got them an indeterminate fancy. amount. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Uh, well, it doesn't matter because I can. You can own whatever the fuck you want. My shit holds twenty one and one in the chamber, so you can fuck yourself. By the way, that reminds me. Just a side note. I think that I'm trying to think how to word this diplomatically. I think that. Should you and I have our previous arrangement that we had prior to COVID on Saturday evenings? Oh, yes. Should that become come back to fruition again, I would suggest that the Polymer 80s might be the best choice for that. I agree. Scenario. I definitely for, agree. Even though it might be a little tough to for me to get rid of the, the big boy, the full frame, I think I can make it. I'd probably have to, as much as I know you hate it, I'd probably have to small, small of back carry it. But I think that I could conceal it small of back. In shorts and a t-shirt. Yeah, I think I could. Plus, because the way my frame is with my the way my plus back we're goes. sitting down most of the time, so like it gets rid of most of the issue. Mm -hmm. I appendix carry everything because that's the only way I can without fucking printing like a motherfucker. Yeah, well, his cock is huge, so you can't see his gun yep. inside his cock. W, so that's Nikki's builds. Nick Nick's been hitting the ground running with the with the firearms recently, which is which is sick. I mean, Nick has tons of guns yeah, I but i don't even know how many anymore to be honest yeah and he's got some really cool shit he's got like a 30 30 lever action bunch of other you know 270 deer rifle all kinds of cool shit yeah, i've so. got 270 a bunch of 308s i've got mm. god knows how many shotguns I've got this yeah. nine the 1911 the 380 mm -hmm. i've got fucking there's a, i have a 200 and like 20 year old winchester pump action 22 that still yeah, works you, you still have the um your AR too. Oh yes. Which is a little. I think it's a twenty inch barrel uh, or eighteen. I think it's a nineteen sixteen. I'm sure. Yeah, so it's almost twenty inch barrel. And that's so, Nick's more of a long range kind of guy. I am. I'm. I'm built for the fucking far shot. Yeah. And I want to get some new optics for that, so I can make some pot shots from fucking five hundred yards away. Yeah, that'll do. That's a nice kit. I mean, your your AR is what inspired me when Nick Nick bought his AR. God, how long have you had that AR for? Uh, a little over a, a year and a half, year, maybe. Yeah, something like a year? that. Okay. Yeah, that that AR is pretty sick. I um, I I was a gun person, like I was a pro gun person, but never owned guns until I moved out because my parents hate guns because they're fucking scared of inanimate objects. But I went with Nick to go buy his first AR, which is that AR we're talking about. And at that point, I was sold. I was like, I need an AR-15, and now I have two, about to be three when I get this receiver milled. But I um. Yeah, I guess I'll jump into that. So I have, I have 
two complete AR-15s right now. Both are 16-inch barrels. One is a 300 blackout. The other one is a 5.56. I just bought and received a 12.5-inch carbine length BCM upper. So that's going to be my SBR for 5.56. And I have a 10.5-inch uh, 300 blackout upper that's coming as well um, that I, I plan to install. I think it's like a grid defense or something. It's not, you know, it's not as fancy as a BCM upper. Um because I couldn't get a BCM upper in 300 black because they're all fucking sold out. Um, but anyways, um, yeah, I, I'm going to have two SBRs because I'm, you know, Nick's the long range guy. I'm the in your fucking face kind of guy. Um, and the 300 blackout SBR is actually going to be a suppressor gun. So I'm looking into that. I mean, they both could be suppressor guns because I'm looking for, there's a suppressor I'm looking at. I think it's called a, Dead Air Wolfman, if I'm not mistaken. So they have different lengths. Like, you can screw an extra couple baffles on it, and then it's, you know, like six and a half or seven inches long versus cut down. It's, like, just over five. Um, so with the SBR couple with the suppressor, it still is a relatively mobile gun. While it still does the purpose, it'll do 300 blackout. It'll do 5.56. Five, um, it'll do nine. You can use it on a pistol and shit, too. It's, it's a really uh, versatile suppressor. So that's, like, awesome. And I think it's right around a thousand bucks which is as far as i've gathered about mid-range for a suppressor i've seen them as high as 1500 um so which i'm sure the one for the 338 is gonna be like fucking oh. 15 at least i was gonna say that bitch probably gonna be two grand yeah. bro and it sucks too because with that suppressor you're not gonna be able to use that with anything else as, as big as that fucking thing is oh, it's yeah. gonna be a, it's gonna it's, stay deadlocked on that it's gonna fucking, be dedicated for sure yeah it's gonna be dedicated for that fucking uh, uh for that big boy but yeah, so I'm I'm working on those two. I'm working on this polymer eighty, um, and then I have one eighty percent lower. I'm gonna get another one at some point for the two sixteen inch uppers that I talked about. Because here's my philosophy: as far as the state is concerned, I have purchased two AR-15s that have serial numbers. If I SBR both of those because they already have serial numbers. You know, whatever. Let's just say somebody were to show up and, like, confiscate my firearms for any unrelated political reason, you know? Um, as far as they're concerned, I have two serialized weapons. So I would also have these non-serialized lowers to attach to my existing uppers, 16-inch uppers. So that's pretty sweet. We're working on those. Um, I'd like to buy a shotgun at some point in the near future. Kind of don't have a job right now, so... <laughs> <laughs> so you know um but yeah shotgun and probably some kind of bolt rifle possibly a revolver nick and i were talking about nick wants to get a fucking big dick smith and wesson 500 snw goddamn hand cannon it is literally you know? the most powerful handgun in the world I just don't. It's just like I don't even see it being fun to shoot. Oh, I don't either. Like it'll be <laughs> scary, but I'll be goddamned if I didn't have the best handgun ever. Oh my god! Like I, I wouldn't be opposed to a forty-four. Um, imagine someone like running you off the road and trying to pick a fight, and you pull out this dirty, hairy fucking cannon. <laughs> Dude, so that's the thing I was thinking about. Is like, you know, it, it's cool to carry polymer shit. Um, it's cool to even carry like 1911, you know, some of the magazine, like that's, that's cool. I, I'm a quite fond of 1911s. I like my Glocks. I like my SIG, you know, all that shit. That's, that's cool. But 
there's something different about pulling out a revolver. Like, even if it's a 357, like, 350, don't get it twisted. 357 will fuck you up, right? Oh, yeah. Call Python all but, the way. But I was thinking, like, you go and get a fucking 44 Magnum, you know, like, just like a regular ass. The one I, I sent Nick one the other day is like 1200 bucks or whatever for, for a 44 Magnum. And I think it was a six inch barrel. But it's like blued with the fucking standard wooden grip. And I'm just like, dude, you pull that motherfucker out. And like, even even if you shoot him in the leg, even if you shoot him in the in the shoulder, you know, like something that's not going to kill him, it's going to fuck their day up, and it's going to be loud as shit. You know, and the recoil, they're going to see you put that, you know, stick that bitch out and shoot it. It looks like the gun's trying to like, throw itself behind you. You know, like Jesus Christ. But anyways, so everything that's I'm, our current. Everything I'm reading, a SBR 308 is just unpleasant to shoot because it's... <laughs> It's pretty much field artillery, they said. Fuck yeah. And that's that's exactly what I want. If I'm rounding a corner and there's a person there, yeah. there's not going to be a person there anymore. Pl- plain and simple. It's going to be vibe checking their plate. <laughs> Lo- Hope them bitches is level four, cuz. Level fours? <laughs> yeah, so that, Black that'll probably tips. eat some level fours. Yeah. Fucking Black tips. Ten, ten inch barrel with some black tips. <laughs> There ain't much that won't. Yeah, that'll probably rip through a fucking tank, bro. Oh yeah. There ain't much that won't rip through. Well, maybe not a tank. Probably not a tank. But, but that'll rip uh, through a lot of shit. Pretty much any standard armored car. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say that'll probably blast through a lot of broken, uh, bulletproof glass as well. Mm-hmm. That'll probably and go through a lot of shit. Th- I'll say the same thing I said when everyone was making fun of the fucking Tesla truck because he threw the ball bearing at it and the <laughs> the window cracked. It mm-hmm. cracked. He threw like a fifty to a hundred pound metal ball at it, and all it did was crack. There's no such thing as bulletproof. It's bullet resistant. If I shoot a bulletproof piece of glass with a fifty cal more than twice, there's no more glass there. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's. It, I. W- I would also suggest that if you're behind bulletproof glass that gets shot twice with a fifty cal, you either need to a take cover or b drive better. Yeah. <laughs> like. Like that. That's the whole point of it on vehicles. It's not to make you indefinitely safe. It's to save you from the first shot so you can get the fuck out of there. Yeah, and hopefully expose the position of the shooter. Yeah. You know, because it's kind of hard to keep a 50 cal quiet. And then we go to the 20 millimeter. My God. Dude, he is this is fucking hard on for these 20 millimeter I rifles. I do, yo. As soon Dude. as I saw the first video of them busting avalanches from a helicopter with it, I was like, all right, I got to have one. <laughs> That's so unnecessary. This thing is literally I mean, like a cannon. <laughs> dude, it's the one video you sent me. The guy shot it, and he's la- he's prone, and he's sliding back like a foot every yeah. time he shoots it. Like, dude, fuck that. I want to, like, I don't know. I My f- philosophy, I feel, w- when it comes to firearms is I am of the mindset it, it needs to work. It needs to be functional. For the most part. Like, there's obviously going to be, like, meme guns, you know? Like, like the I want to get, like, a Henry repeating... <laughs> okay, there you go. I want to get, like, a Henry repeating rifle in 30-30. Nick has one. I don't think yours is a Henry, no, but... mine's Winchester. Winchester. And it's funny shit to shoot. It's not really practical. I mean, a 30-30 will fuck you up, um, but, like... I, I can shoot fast as fuck with a lever-action rifle, and it is accurate as all hell. So, like... That rifle is very accurate. And no one's ever trying to ban lever-actions... I can do yeah. as much damage, if not more, with a lever action as, than I can with a AR. Plus, shit, I do. You give me a Benelli that holds six, and I'll do more damage than AR. Yeah, like 
they make lever actions in 4570, which is a large game round, which means I can kill buffalo with that. I was going to say, I'm pretty sure people hunt elephants with this. Mm -hmm. So there you go. I literally looked up 4570 uh, lever action and it came up elephant gun. Yep. Goddamn elephant gun. What are we doing here? That thing will fuck your life up. So, like, yeah, that, I mean, there's no plate on Earth. There's no body armor on Earth that's going to stop a 4570. I mean, I think a 3030 would probably do some fucking damage, honestly. Oh, yeah. Plus, I can fire off an entire <clears throat> tube of 3030 in like that. Like, no. I, don't, I don't care what plates you have. You're probably going to be bleeding internally at, at the I, very least. Yeah, I'll least. say, bare minimum, you're on your ass for me to run up and one tap you. Yeah. <laughs> so. Oh, Nikki Three Legs and I are planning to do some training before too long. Tactical drills. Yeah, I want to. I want to. I think that area where we shoot down into, mm -hmm. if we cross the river where it's more flat. Oh, yeah, we could set we up could some, do... some targets and shit to be able to. Yeah, even the closer quarter kind of stuff, just where it's more, like, linear mm -hmm. for the sense of, you know, just to, like, from low ready, get on target and, yeah. you know. Put two in someone, put two in the next one. Yep. Reloads one, reload another one, shit like that. Because there are some low round count drills we can do that are like mm -hmm. kind of feasible. Especially while ammo is as crazy expensive as it is. So. Cool, man. Gun stuff. That's awesome. I need to get my paperwork done for the ATF. Fuck the ATF. Yeah, I know, but... I was, I'm so ass mad about the Hughes Amendment, dude. I'm still mad about it. I'm going to put a picture up here in the video of what I think of the ATF. <laughs> yeah, so that, that, wait, hold on, wrong way. That is what, is what we think of the ATF. Yeah. Um, but I would prefer not to get arrested for some dumb shit. Like, you know, it'll be just my luck. I'll be driving to Nick's house to go shoot and they'll be like, do you have any guns in the car? And I'm going to be like, no. And then they're going to have some kind of gun sniffing dog or they're gonna make it smells like pot in there and i'll be like well i don't smoke pot and then you know you know how it fucking goes in maryland smell is not an admissible reason to search a vehicle anymore it smells like gun in here <laughs> smells like gun in here it smells like you got a gun in the car motherfucker that's and dude just my luck just my luck i'll get popped on some dumb shit and that's the thing is like sbrs are treated like machine guns mm -hmm. so if you have an unregistered sbr you can still go to jail. For, I think the mandatory minimum is five years. I think so. It might even be more. So it's like, dude, you're going to go five years over a barrel length. Like, I'll just, I'll pay the $200. It's not that deep to me. Like, I, I'm going to buy a double barrel side-by-side -side 12 gauge, and I'm going to saw that bitch right here at my desk. I'm going to make me a sawed off. I mean, you're willing to accept the consequences. I, I, I'm good, but, you know. I don't know the last time you ever went. Well, let me not say that. <laughs> Anyways, next topic. So, um, yeah. What else? What else are you thinking, Nicholas? Um, I'm spacing on what else we talked about. I know we. We can talk about uh, the daily episode simping for um, what's her fucking tits. I uh, yeah, I haven't talked to her much because. What's I... her name? I don't even know her name. Hit me. I'm I'm not gonna fucking just say an actual name. <laughs> no, come on. What's her fucking name? I'll pull it up. Hold on. Nah, you're gonna add it. I don't yeah, that's yeah, yeah, I yeah, control shorty. this. <laughs> Short, yeah, shorty in the in the was in the was name. Yeah, but she's still fine as fuck. But because I've been yeah. on the bike every time that podcast goes live, I've mm -hmm. been bullshitting with them very much. Sad, mm -hmm. pain, suffering, agony. 
uh, it's bound to happen as the weather gets nicer. I'm going to be on my computer and shit less and less. Yeah, I'm a neckbeard, so I'll still be on my computer and shit. I was uh, playing video games. I was listening to the live chat today while I was riding around on my bike because mm-hmm. I can obviously pull it up on my phone. I was having issues with the call, so I'm sitting there pushing buttons on the phone while I'm riding down the road. <laughs> this fucking guy's like texting and riding. Hey, I've got cruise control. Uh, I could do that. I was going to say, I knew a guy who has a Ducati, a, a 1099 um, Panigale, I think, and it's it's got cruise control and shit, so he'd be texting and riding. I'm like, you are fucking retarded. I'd say, mine never like, leaves the, the little stand thing I have. The ramp mount, yeah. And I only, ti- only time I do is when I take it off so it, I can reorient it because it'll turn sideways from when I turn sometimes. Ah, uh, yeah, that's annoying. Yeah. I'm it's trying to, especially if you're trying to do shit. Trying to read the GPS sideways. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've always used uh, standard Apple. I'm an Apple guy. Nick's an Android guy, but the Apple iPhone has the uh, the earphones, the the specialized ones that have the little clicker, so you can turn your volume up and down. You can skip the song. Mm-hmm. So I always use those when I was riding. Um, plus, it's nice to have a physical connection to your your device. But I would always use those. Um, and you can also, if you stuff the, it had the little selector piece in the wire, mm-hmm. you can stick it up in your helmet and use it as a mic. You can like talk to people. So it's like a half ass Bluetooth device. You can use that instead of. Yeah. So my, I've always listened to directions and stuff when I was riding. But my, that's just uh, I have a helmet with Bluetooth, but I stopped using that because I didn't like the quality mm-hmm. enough. So I got mm-hmm. the pair of Slim Buds that have a wind resistant mic that sits on your chin. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I, and because I can control that all through the screen on my bike i'm sitting there making phone calls talking and everything and everyone's yeah. like are, are you driving with the windows down i'm like kinda <laughs> <laughs> um yeah let's go let's go with that yeah <laughs> yep yeah and that's the funny thing too is siri i don't know if it still does it but on my phone uh you used to be able to yell at siri mm-hmm. <laughs> tell tell it to answer phone calls so I'd be riding and people would be like, what the fuck is that noise? I'm like, I am doing 120 down Route 70. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm wa- I'm what waiting- is that noise? I'm doing a wheelie. I'm waiting for the phone calls as I'm trying to do a wheelie. Yeah, it it happens. Old Nikki Three Legs is trying to get the front wheel up a little bit. He had a, actually a video the other day of him popping it up pretty decent and pretty smooth for, for being a, yeah, for a the, newbie. For the first one. Yeah, I was a little bit of a wild man when I had my bikes. I had two. I technically wrecked both of them, but the first one I totaled, the second one a deer ran into the side of me. It was fine, and then I sold it to Nick. But yep, and I sold it to yeah, some so I, schmuck in PA. Yeah, some fuckface. Yeah, well, I I rode the shit out. Of, I probably put twenty thousand miles on six hundreds. I've ridden a lot of six hundreds. Ridden a couple thousands, like friends thousands. Um, it was really so I, it was really funny it. today because my uh, GoPro was dying, so I'm fishing a charger cord out of my jacket pocket. I'm plugging it into the GoPro while I'm riding down the road. Plugging it into the bike. Nice. Have the cord from my bike to the GoPro. Nice. This motherfucker on some X Games mode shit. Like, his whole shit is kitted. He's, like, damn near strapped into the bitch with a seatbelt at this point. Pretty much. It'd be sounding nice as fuck without the baffles. That thing does sound. She purrs like a kitten, man. And I I gotta figure out something better for the plate, because the Velcro ain't cutting it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I gotta figure out some sort of latch or something that I can do easily. Yeah, we'll have to look at it. I think between the two of us, we can figure it out. Yeah. But, yeah, I always use the locking hinges, kitchen hinges. What is the... 
statute of limitations for that. I don't know. I uh, thought it was flipped up yesterday when I drove back from my dad's, but mm -hmm. I guess it came down and it looked like somehow my plate got bent, even though it's nowhere near anything that could bend it. So I don't know. Yeah. I have no idea what happened. But mm -hmm. I do. I guess the, the 15 pound Velcro was not enough. Okay, uh, three years. So it's been more than three years since I've done this. So back in the day when I used to run from the cops all the time <laughs> on my motorcycles, um, I had these little kitchen hinges that would lock, like the cabinet doors, where they would lock open or lock closed. You can buy them at Home Depot for like 10 bucks for two yeah. of them. And on the undertail of my bike, up towards the front of the tire, because it had an undertail exhaust, it was a Ninja 636, um, I would put those hinges where I could reach down and flip the tag so the tag faced the underside of the bike. So I'd blow tolls all the time. I, dude, I have probably blown, if I had to think between the ICC, which is a toll road that has cameras in it, um, between the ICC, the Bay Bridge toll, the Harbor Tunnel toll, and I think that's the only tolls, and then like miscellaneous tolls in other states or wherever I've been, I've probably blown five to $600 worth of tolls. <laughs> I used to blow the Bay Bridge toll like it was my job. Dude, I was <laughs> – I went to go um, – I rode my bike down to Ocean City. My parents have a spot down there, a condo. And um, we fucking – I was going down, and I – if I leave on Friday, since i working at body shops, you usually are working until 5 or 5.30. Um, I would usually leave, like, late because it's like I'm not going to sit in traffic, especially in a motorcycle. Fuck that. So I'd leave at, like, 10 o'clock at night, and I'd get to the Bay Bridge – 10 30 10 45 whatever so that late at night even on a friday in the middle of summer it's usually like there are cars obviously but it's pretty dead and they have an easy pass lane where you can if you have a little transponder in your car you can go through it'll scan it just debit your account for the money right whatever it's nice in practice except there's my dumb ass doing like a buck to, I'd, I'd literally have done triple digits through that motherfucker just blowing through it tag flipped up flipping them off i uh yeah. I'm pretty sure where my tag's at, they can't see it from a camera anyways, but I don't yeah. want to chance that quite yet. I mean, you could always find a, like, a cheap toll and blow it and see what happens. Yeah. yeah like, they're gonna send but actually, now that I think about it, the tolls have been put on hold temporarily. Have they? Because I, 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 yeah, my painter was telling me, at the, or the painter I used to work with was telling me, he, he could, uh, commutes from like Elkton, like bumfuck Maryland. Um, He was going through the toll forever and i guess he forgot to put money on his easy pass account figure it out later anyways he should have owed a bunch of money on his toll but they only sent him one bill for like five bucks or four bucks or whatever the fee is but they they just sent him the one bill recently so he had blown it like months ago and then they just sent him a bill like a week or two ago hmm. so it's like super delayed or i could always just, just be careful could always just wheelie through the toll I, that's an option and then that's an option then the plate is facing down <laughs> exactly it's the, it's the same but different yeah and then i'd have i i could find on because i'm sure they'd post it on their police website or something trying to find the person yeah. do I, you know this jack I, I could get a sweet picture of me doing a wheelie <laughs> yeah well dude so that's the thing is i always wondered like there, when i had my first bike i was much more delinquent when i had my okay i was 19 years old with a 600 cc motorcycle no like i'm all for liberty right but like in practice not in theory in practice 
no one under the age of 21 should have a 600. I'm just, it is what it is. I'm sorry. I don't care how good, how, how, how smart you are or how well thought it. Your brain is just like, I want to go fast. That's why you buy, you don't buy a 600 to go slow. Oh, no one does. If I had a motorcycle in high school, I'd be dead. I'm lucky I'm not. <laughs> I'm lucky I'm not. I totaled mine. I had a fucking guardrail like 60 miles an hour. Broke my back, broke my leg. I got a titanium rod in my shit. I'm lucky I'm still alive. So like, I, me personally, I was a little reckless with that thing. But yeah, dude, I used to, um, I, I wondered because I always had the same motorcycle jacket and this, the motorcycle was very distinct looking, let's say. It wasn't just a blue motorcycle. It was like multicolored in a weird way and I had the same gear. So I always looked the same riding it. You know what I mean? So I always wondered is like, if I'm riding down like, I don't know, Washington Boulevard or whatever, for example, and a cop sees me, even if he's going the opposite way or like any situation where he couldn't engage me, there's just no shot. Like, I always wondered if they're like, there goes that motherfucker. Like, I always wondered if I had a reputation with the local police department. Mm -hmm. Cause I would run cops and park my shit for like three or four days. And that bike wasn't registered. That bike didn't have a, I would ride that bitch without a tag. Just nothing, nothing on it. The, Fuck them. The biggest issue with my bike now, is it is a very uncommon bike and it is a very n memorable bike. So yeah. if I do something fucked up and someone sees me doing something fucked up, you're kind of fucked. Everyone's going to know it was me Yeah. because I yeah. know of one or two other people in maryland who have one <laughs> yeah so there you go and that's i mean jixer or 600s are a dime a dozen yeah everyone's got a everyone's got a jixer so it's like that that first bike that i totaled um that bike was fucking like just you know whatever it, it was it wasn't that deep but like i always wondered because of like the amount of people who have motorcycles in the area that i live in that Ridiculous. was although yeah well as as many people have motorcycles mine although it was a frequent like a gsxr is not like a unique bike at all it still was the only one of its kind in my area that i again as far as i'm aware and like i i rode that thing like a bat out of hell bro there was a the last month and a half or last one of the months i had it i don't know if it was july or june every day it wasn't raining i topped the bike out literally every single day I was just like, I wonder, I want to see if I can do this. So speaking of bikes, my dad's been texting me because he's getting his bike license. Uh, w. Old man's going to go ride. He, uh, he was go originally going for a used bike because like cheap or whatever. You but want he, to. Yeah. He's having issues finding one he likes. So we started yeah. looking at local dealers. Oh boy. So he sent me a picture of like a Suzuki 250 brand new that he liked. And now he just... Yeah. Now he just sent me from the same shop I just got my FTR from. No. A uh, Indian Scout bobber. No. Which, dude, please tell your please tell your dad to get a used bike. Like even if it's something he doesn't like, please, because he's gonna drop that motherfucker. He's going to. You know he's gonna do it. Luckily, for you me, did it. I did it. Everyone's gonna do it. Luckily for me, I had the brand new Harley when I started riding, but I also bought your bike and I dropped yeah. the one I bought from you and not yeah. the Harley. <laughs> yeah i oh my god no man you can't you can't you can't do that but you can't you can't do that the the good thing for him is he will not be doing extended rides like i do or like anyone who really rides 
but that's all the more reason to buy a used one because you're doing more shit in the parking lot you don't have your skill set up mm -hmm. i'm telling you bro like listen he's gonna do what he's gonna do i'm just saying i am a pretty i am pretty experienced in this realm and i would highly recommend i mean whatever it's not that deep but like especially if he's gonna like keep it for a while right if he keeps fucking thing for 10 years who gives a fuck it's his bike but i'm just saying like i don't know i don't know about all that chief yeah uh the hardest things to do on bikes is going slow yeah oh yeah yeah 100 percent. Sure. like he's been yeah. and he doesn't have like a good super good place to practice so he's been doing mm -hmm. like figure eights in the grass fields and stuff and i'm like that's entirely different from on pavement different different fucking story so, and what when every bike rides did and you know this every because you've ridden a bunch of different types of bikes every every style of bike rides differently because he's he's the power delivery the brakes he's practicing on a harley iron 883 right now because that's what my oh, aunt's geez. husband has christ almighty so then he's going to be doing the 250s the suzuki 250s mm -hmm. that the fucking class has Mm -hmm. And he's not not going anywhere near my bike. He won't he won't even yeah. move it. <laughs> like that thing's pretty savage. Um, I think it's pretty fucking savage. Especially because I keep it on sport now. Like I'm ready to go. But, oh yeah. But uh, I I told him I was like well, I'll drive the bike out to a parking lot for you and we can do some fucking low speed drills so you get because I think his test or whatever is on um, Sunday. But it wouldn't be yeah. wouldn't be my bike. It'd be my aunt's husband's bike. So I know, but it's, I mean that's not that's not the kind of bike that you want to. I mean, is he actually going to take the class, or is he just going and taking the test? He's going to take. He's taking the class. He did the two on. Okay, the, he'll be fine. Then. Two class fine. things, and then Saturday and he'll Sundays is things. I will say this: so I took my motorcycle license class after I had already gotten <clears throat> probably six or seven thousand miles of ride time on a six hundred cc sport bike. So. That was pretty butter for me. I didn't drop the bike once. I got a perfect score on both tests, written and practice. But that's because I had tons of riding experience. Like, there were people that were pretty good, like, just from what I could see, that were, like, struggling. So, I, I wish him good luck. The only times I had been on two wheels was I rode a dirt bike once in high school. Mm -hmm. And then when I wanted to take the class, I fucked around on the Iron 883 and fell over in the grass <laughs> and uh it's a good place to fall over. it was and that was a heavy bike to get back up it was like 500 yeah. uh, 540 i think and i was yeah. i weigh like a buck 70 <laughs> soaking, soaking wet and um but as soon as i was done with the class i finished the class sunday I went to the mva monday and straight from the mva i went to harley and bought my first bike fucking wild man and i was ready to go like after that class like i was i felt good to go on the road and i took it yeah. slow just like local back road shit and then mm -hmm. and then it went fast yeah open her up get her did yeah fuck it but the, yeah, I'll, I'll never forget the first time i merged on the highway on that bike <laughs> oh oh yeah oh i only got on uh route 15 for like half a mile today but goddamn, if that wasn't a quick half a mile <laughs> Let me tell you, man, dude, there is some, if there were two things, if there were three things I could do over again in my life, like experience again for the first time, be merging on the highway on a street bike for the first time, doing an oxy for the first time, 
cream pie for the first time. If I could do those three things over again, like if I could like snap my fingers and never have experienced that and do them all over again, I would give so much <laughs> money, my left nut, uh, so much. Yeah. So since my dad is uh, going to take the test on Sunday, I'm going to go over there on my bike and antagonize them. <laughs> <laughs> it's all funny games until one of the MSF guys is like, why don't you try that on your fancy new bike? And then, and then you're just like, ooh. Yeah. ooh. Don't know about that one, Chief. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Look at the time. I got to go. Especially, Something came up. Especially because he's taking a, the class with the people that taught my class. So nice. they know me. <laughs> yeah. Nice. There was only That's one person funny. that failed when I did the class. There was, a, there was a father and a son, and the father failed, but the son didn't. Nice. I felt I felt bad. And was, he just wasn't ready for it. Yeah. I, uh, I, that was, that was the one time I had like, first time really I had a bad fall was the first t t time we we're trying to take a turn. I, mm -hmm. I didn't look through the turn and they told us they're like, if you don't look through the turn, you're going to end up in that bush. And that's right where the fuck I ended up. <laughs> <laughs> that's right where Nick parked her. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm lucky I had experience, um, especially the box. God, the box, man, the box is a bitch. Oh yeah. The box was the box was a bitch and then the figure eights was a bitch the box the box for me wasn't that bad though because i just got to the point of where i was like i'm just gonna power this motherfucker mm -hmm. and like once you just like full commit like the box you have to commit oh yeah even if you feel like you're gonna fuck up you just have to commit to it and when you commit you're fine the the only spot i got a point taken off in the class was the right turn from a stop as i took the turn too wide but everything yeah. else i was good yeah, and now I have no issues taking tight turns because I've done it so much. <laughs> I well, one thing they taught me in motorcycle class that I didn't apply until later was dragging the rear brake. Mm -hmm. At really low speeds, I would never like. It always bothered me. I hated having my feet hanging out of my, of my bike unless I was like coming to a stop. Mm -hmm. So my feet, if I'm going over two miles an hour, my feet are on the pegs. Yep. That's just how I prefer to ride. It's it's preference. Taking off from a stoplight, like, I'm not putting my foot down until the last second. It's just preference. So when I'm creeping through a parking lot at two miles an hour, I'm just dragging the rear brake a little bit. It's just comfortable. I don't know. It's nice. And then if you're, like, in a stall, you pull it in, rev it up a little bit, you know, slip the clutch, do what you got to do. But it's all preference. As far as I can tell, it's all preference. I think I've only stalled out on the road once, and that was the second time I went on the road. Oh, man. I don't know if I've ever stalled a motorcycle. And... That was because it was pretty bad traffic there in Clarksville out of light. And mm -hmm. It was a quick recovery, obviously, but... Right. Yeah, stalling is like an L. Even if it's like stalling a car or whatever. It's just like, it's I, like so tragic. I don't think I've ever stalled a manual on the road, like a car. I have. I've stalled a Subaru two or three times. When I first got it, because I wasn't that's like... I mean, that thing's got a time, so pretty clutch. touchy clutch, too. Yeah, that's... It's a... I think it's stage three or stage four. I haven't stalled the new clutch. The new clutch is fucking butter. Mm. Love the new clutch. But yeah, I think it was a stage two South Bend when I first got it. And I wasn't used to it. And it wasn't even the first time I drove it. Like I, I drove it fine for a week. And then like the second or third week I had it, I stalled it like two or three times. Because I was like getting cocky. Mm -hmm. Thought I could drive it. Couldn't. But yeah, I, I like heavy clutches. If I was keeping the Accord, I'd put a fucking stage two or three in that bitch daily. I don't give a fuck. I love heavy clutches. But... Speaking of Subarus, I think I'm gonna have parts in two or three weeks, dude. Really? Is it? I think it's. I have to double check, but I think I think I ordered those. Drivable in, then? 
I mean, it's drivable now. It just has a suspension thing that I haven't figured out. <laughs> it makes a noise. It rattles over bumps. It's like a. It sounds like a sway bar, but it's not a sway bar. I check the bushings. I check the end links. I think it might be the top hats of the struts, and I would really hate to have to pull all the struts out of that thing and put new coilovers in it. Yeah. For the fact of like, I think BC Racing's, which are in it, they're great coilovers. Um, I think they're like eight hundred bucks. They only come in a set. I think they're eight or nine hundred bucks. And the fact of just putting them in is such a cunt, and then you have to get the lines, and I just don't want to do that because I'm lazy. So we'll see, but. When that dude, I the turbo kit's gonna come in. That thing is gonna be fast as fuck, boy. Fast I can't wait. As fuck, boy. Oh, so some breaking news here. I am yeah. just reading this now, as of today. A man concealed carrying in a gun-free mall saves bystanders from shooting. Come on back, my fucking guy. Father pulled. And guess what? That dude's going to jail, yep. and he shouldn't. And he's going to fucking jail. Yep. I uh. Father pulls out his concealed carry weapon in a weapons-free Nebraska mall to protect his family and others from a fatal shooting unfolds. Um, what's this? What's this homie's name? Like, I'm a, I'm gonna send him some money for the commissary. Bro, I put 150 bucks in his fucking shit. <laughs> I put some money on his books. Omaha Westroads Mall. Um, I'm not sure. I haven't seen anything about any dead yet, so that's good. Good news. It's a, it's a fucking shame, though, because that guy's going to get crucified. You oh, know what I mean? He is. And he's a hero, and he's going to get crucified. He's legitimately a hero. He has done more yeah. to save those people than any gun law ever will. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's the thing, right, is like, you know, contrary. this is a little bit contrary to Nick. Um, I'm a little bit more moderate on the gun control stuff. I think that there has to be some line in the sand. Nick isn't all gun laws or infringements kind of guy. I'm a I'm a memer, so I think it's funny. But like, I I genuinely believe there has to be the state has some legitimate role, and there has to be some there have to be some laws that you know exist in in relation to to firearms. Um, I'm not quite sure. I'm still trying to do. I'm writing a manifesto. I'm still trying to do research and figure that out. But there is some evidence to suggest the NFA has been relatively successful at what it does as much as that pains me to say so so the mall officials had people shelter in the bathrooms and mm -hmm. this dude stood outside the bathrooms with his gun as guard like goddamn right this dude like, is on, a man. fucking homie like yeah yep yeah it's a shame he'll probably yeah, at the bare minimum, even if it was a justified shooting bare minimum, he's going to get, you know, carrying a weapon, whatever the charge would be for that. Because I'm sure he was, outside of carrying in a gun-free zone, he was entirely he was legal. legit. He was legal, yeah. And all that other shit. And as soon as the police showed up, he emptied the bullets and put his gun down, put his hands up. Right. Like, mm -hmm. he, he followed the shit that he should have done, and he kept mm -hmm. people mm -hmm. safe. Like, I have nothing but respect for this man. Yeah, I don't even think he should be charged. Nope. I I'm sorry, and it's maybe it's a hot take, but it's like... Oh, law enforcement officers also did not charge him for having a gun in a weapons-free zone. W. Now, see, that is that is a prime example, right? That is a prime example, because that guy went home to his family. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure he has things to grapple with, because it sounds like he took a life. I'm sure he has things he's going to have to grapple with psychologically and, and philosophically and all the other... You know what I'm saying? It's I mean, we're talking taking a life is something that is is definitely not to be taken lightly. But 
Uh, doesn't at the end of the day, he gets to load his gun, put it back on his hip, and go, and go home to his family. It doesn't look like he had to kill anyone. Two brothers, both teenagers, were arrested in connections to a suspected gang-related shooting. And yep. uh, one person dead, it seems. So that's... Okay. That, that's... Yeah, it, well, and I don't know if it's the two guys who were shooting or if that's their victim. Right. Unfortunately. Right. The investigation indicates it's an isolated incident and not just a random attack. So mm -hmm. It is yeah. still really Shame. weird, and this is like conspiracy theory hat for a second. Really oh, weird how as soon as people start pushing hard for gun control again, a lot of a lot of shootings start to happen again. Like a, no, Nicholas, a lot of, we, we a lot of high this. priority shootings. Or high profile. So there, the truth is the data I'm not okay, so I am not putting blind trust in the government. Let me be very clear. And I'm not suggesting that some of these aren't a little curious. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. But I am suggesting that there is there, there is data out there that bears you you know, you can come to the conclusion with the available data that number one All right, everybody. It looks like that is the end of our podcast for today. Um, I don't know if it was Maxi that lost connection or me, but this has been the Top Keck Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. You can find us anywhere that there is, um, anywhere that there is podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcast, whatever. And uh, have a good one.